everybody and welcome to another episode of dropping the x uh this is going to be episode 110 uh i am joined by my co-host dame dr foxy brown and we are unfortunately without ed today uh he is busy with work but we wanted to record the episode uh so that way we can get the this out today uh with the coverage of chapter 393 plea uh, which came out earlier today. So, so like, it, it it seems pretty clear that Clash isn't coming back. No, I I, I mean I again once again we're wrong, but who knows? Because the Clash in this literally lasted one page, I think, <laughs> or not even like <laughs> from like last chapter that we talked about. It's like oh he comes in and like how's he gonna take on three spiders at once? Spoiler alert: he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> he did not. Take three spiders on at once. Man uh, didn't even make it all the way inside the room. No. Fucking died halfway in the door. Yeah. So he comes in and we think in the beat like from the last, you know, from the aspect that he's going to kill them, right? Or he's going to try to assassinate them. But it turns out that he comes in asking them about to team up together, essentially. So he's like, hey, look, I don't want to fight you all. Why don't we fight together? And why don't we crush? And we destroy the world all together at once. And fucking Nobunaga says no <laughs> with his sword. Yeah. Before he can even react, he just slices him right through his forehead and basically tells him that, you know, he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, the whole warehouse thing. And then, like, you wanted to do this without picking a fight. Like, you're just an idiot. And like we all knew, right? Like we talked about it last week. This dude's a fucking idiot by going this way, thinking that this is I didn't realize that this is his plan, by the way. I didn't think he was gonna try to form an alliance with the spiders. I thought he was gonna try and kill them. Which was also yeah. an idiotic move. But both ways. Like <laughs> right. the way that he came in last week, where he was all condescending. He's like, I'm disappointed in you guys. Right. I thought he was like <laughs> Know that thing where you put somebody up on a pedestal as a psychopath and then like they show that they're not equal to that pedestal so you decide you're gonna kill them 
Right. That's really where I thought he was going with this. And then he just turns out to like ask for their friendship. <laughs> and they're just like, and Nobunaga's just like, I don't know what you want, dude, but yeah. I'm going to kill you anyway. Yeah. Well, I love how he even calls him an idiot to his face, right? He's just like, if you're going to do that and then you didn't want to pick a fight, you're just an idiot. But even then, like, just this whole entire thing of you coming up against us is just ridiculously dumb. And I, I, again, thought he was going to pick a fight with them. I didn't think he was going to try and be friends with them because that's even more moronic, in my opinion. But we also know the spider's yeah. more in-depth than he does, so. Yeah. But I'm so, curious why Nobunaga took the stance about going to talk about destroying the world and I'll destroy you. Like, I mean, like, don't that line forget, kind of. Yeah. Don't forget that, like, each one of them has a completely, not completely different, but they have different motivations. And, like, this was one of the first opportunities I think Gon got to see that. You know, people that are psychopaths and murderers, like they have their own connections to each other, they have their own moral codes and things like this. And Nobunaga was one of those people that seemed almost like he didn't belong exactly with everybody else. Um, of course, you know, when you actually see them murdering people, it's like, no, all right. these people belong together. Like they're all nuts. But they have different lines in the sand and like Nobunaga seems like he's very much like um if the killing is necessary we'll kill people but we're not gonna join in your gang war <laughs> that doesn't really benefit us um especially uh with this current group that they're working with hunting down Hisoka for them or right. attempting to anyway and like we we don't really get enough of his philosophy to determine like what he thinks about the idea of burning the world down or whatever. But it is interesting to see him go like, if you're talking about destroying the world, then I'll just kill you instead. Yeah, because I mean, going back to the whole thing about his motives, I just finished rewatching the uh, Yorkshin arc uh, yep. on the on the anime second. I'm rewatching the dub, you know, from from the beginning. And I just finished that arc and I'm about to start Great Island. And um, I think the last episode where I stopped at was where like they warp to Hisoka or what they think is Krolo. And it ends up being Hisoka taking a shower and then like they see him naked and Biscuit's like, oh, my God, I'm in love. But um, Nobunaga is like the, his whole, you know, his whole entire time where he's like trying to find... Um, uvo and like trying to try to establish that friendship and stuff like that that's the part where like i understand like for him it's that level of uh experience like he joined the spiders to have that and so for it just for me this line just kind of didn't really make that much of sense that he was trying to protect the world but i mean i do think that it is very much like this aspect of like if you're talking about destroying the world then i'm going to destroy you like he doesn't want the he doesn't he doesn't care for chaos as much, essentially, is what it seems like. But maybe yeah, I'm reading too. it differently. Yeah, it might have selfish motives as well, like the world as corrupt as it is. Like the spiders make huge profits off of um, the way the underworld is established, the way um, people are oppressed, the way the resources are hoarded. 
like that's the reason why their um services are engaged so like they have um a financial motivation at least in the status quo remaining the same mm-hmm. and then their goal also is to not draw attention to themselves because like even up to this point they're still largely anonymous and you telling me to join forces with you and at least go all the way up to killing the Kakin royal family and then the world like that's going to expose me to a lot of attention that I have no interest in yeah i mean that was also a fucking ridiculous play by what's his face um luini luini talking about fuck this we're not going to go to the new world we're just going to destroy everybody here and then we're going to go back to our world and then we're going to go on a rampage and it's just like Nah, no, dude, that's not what we do. Like, that's not what even what we even plan to do. Uh, so yeah, he got murdered, and then um, I, the rest of I, the. I, What's I that? also would like to say, like, I love the way everybody fanboys the spiders. Oh, dude, I know. I was just about to say, like, the next page, right, when we we're talking about the guys coming back yeah. to to open the door or whatever, and like, you know, he opens the door, and like, there's a little panel where nobunaga opens the door and then the guy thinks to himself nobunaga himself opened the door for me and there's a little heart emoji i guess at the bottom like he's fangirling over the fact that nobunaga opened the door for him you know in the underworld they have to have like trading cards of the spiders like super rare elite trading cards and all that nonsense because like the way these guys like even heinrich like later on uh, Luini himself also like the way these guys like slobber over the spiders it's very clear like these dudes are superstars right um I like I, I also like the way this chapter highlights the difference between the characters we've been following all throughout the manga up to this point like their level of strength versus the characters that we're meeting at this time like even though they all have Nen it's like it's very clear Luini never stood a chance uh, against the three spiders in that room. Um, Heinrich, even though we saw that that display um, of power the last couple chapters, basically tells you um, in his conversation with Ahsoka, it's like, bro, if we fight, I'm going to die. So yeah. I'm not really interested <laughs> in this. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that's like a cool addition to the world building as well, because like we got... Um, coming off of and ignoring the election arc coming off of the chimera ant arc like there was a lot of like um you call it um crashing down to earth i guess showing in terms of like how powerful the unknown world is versus how powerful the characters that we've met are so it felt like there was this big gap in strength right and this arc so far um with the exception of um Serenic is basically telling you, it's like, no, you guys were following the overpowered people all along. Hey, welcome to the more regular Nen users. Right. And I mean, I feel like we've gotten that a little bit throughout the arc, though, too, because I was going through, um, like I said, the beginning of the Great Island arc. I forget that in the beginning of the Great Island arc, it yeah. starts out with them um, trying to get into the game, right? And then that guy holding auditions for all of these. Um, people to to join into the into into Great Island into the game to beat it. And they all have this whole aspect of like we require Nen for you to show up. 
And, you know, up until that point, that's one of the things that I thought about was like, I thought Nen was supposed to be this sort of hidden thing that people don't talk about. But I forgot that in that particular, like the people that they were recruiting, they said, we want this to be a hunters and a, and, and rookie hunters something because there's the there's the licensed and unlicensed hunters. And yeah. they would know about Nen, but they made Nen a requirement. So they're trying to go through and to show him and like have the whole entire thing. But yeah, it is very interesting because like the Great Island arc is very much kept in itself, right? Because it basically landed in what is North Korea equivalent, yeah. where the borders are closed. There's not much information happening there. So none of that stuff really comes out until like the news came out and said, hey, this thing happened, but the hunters dealt with it. Um, and then now it's all of these sort of gang members from it's supposed to be like China, I would I would say, right? The China equivalent. Yeah. Um, being on a boat on the way to the new world. And we haven't even gotten to the new world again, where we are expecting to have a significant power showing, in my opinion, based on what we were talking about. Uh, with the disparities, but yeah, it's very much like uh, uh, the world building here where the the aspect of these people think that they have, you know, they've been fighting in the underground and they've heard stories of the spiders and obviously <laughs> I, I, I'm not entirely sure where um, these guys line up in terms of power skills, but they've obviously heard about the spiders to the point that he basically, I forget this guy's name, but um, he talks about how he wants to get all their autographs. <laughs> yeah. I love how, like, their alliance with um, she falls apart pretty quickly just because, like, this dude from Highly, like, attacks them directly. So they're basically right. like, you know what? Forget sitting around and waiting. Like, we're gonna go and attack Highly ourselves. Um, and Finks also says, like, we're going to go back to looking for Ahsoka. And like, while this whole conversation is happening with Nobunaga, Finks, and, and Phaeton talking to this dude, this dude is thinking in his head. It's like, I know that us meeting was basically just our interests coincidentally aligning, but like, it makes me so happy to have experienced that. And then he says, like, he's going to, in his head, he's going to get an autograph from all of them. And it's like, um, then. We see the whale face, and he says, I'll beg the underboss for access to the general store the broker mentioned. Um, yeah, because uh, Finks asks him if uh, to tell him anything on on Haley. Highly Lee? Highly? Highly, yeah. Yeah, Highly. Um, so that's why he, like, that's he responds. He's like, I'll beg the underboss for access to the general store the broker mentioned because they want to make sure that he gives him all the information possible. Um, but then we see the, um, the other people, the, um, Morena side of the story, the, the person that they were fighting, I guess this is the highly, the highly group. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. And it's really like you, the, the freaking panel with him, like his half body coming down. Cause you know, obviously half his body is on the other side. What the where the spiders were where no Naga cut him down, and then like to see the panel of him being on the other side, and they're like, "Well, we lost Looney. That's a bummer." <laughs> and yeah, this this whole discussion is really about uh, losing his power specifically to teleport, and they're like, 
oh, does anybody have a power similar to that? And they're basically like, no. Um, well, could you develop a power like this? And the, and the one dude is like, I already know what power I want. Right. So no. <laughs> and they basically set up the next person who is an emitter to try and replace Looney's power, but that's not really how Nen works. Right. Well, I mean, it's a bunch of people who have never experienced Nen who are giving Nen, essentially, via Morena to just give him whatever. Because Morena's power, if I remember correctly, is to be able to give people a power that they themselves crave or want. Right? Yeah. So, essentially, it's all these people that haven't had the proper training, the proper aspect, and it's like, hey, here you go. Here's this weapon of of mass destruction, essentially, which is Nen. Now try to find it, and they're like, they they have no idea what they're doing with it. It's a bunch of toddlers, really, just learning how to play. Yeah, because one kid's like, I want to make a gun. Right. Like, <laughs> is is that really useful? So yeah. <laughs> and he's like, this one guy asks, "Can you destroy handcuffs that have been turned into pigeons?" And that's one of the dudes that was um, that witness. Heinrich um escaping them basically. Yeah. And dude's like, wait, what does that mean? Is that a riddle? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's so this and then they, they, they basically Yeah, basically go for their, it. their friend got killed and he's like, You have to be able to kill these dudes from afar. And he's like, Well, you never know until you try. Which is I'm not confident means... in these in these right. dudes at all like this gang is a mess like maybe if they if one of them manages to get to level 100 or 90 i can't remember which one it was where they're able to make more people and they're able right. to do that quickly then maybe they can become a threat but as they are right now they just seem like fodder um mm -hmm. until you can get to morena Right, and that's the whole thing of like how I'm saying like I know that the the people that I like, introduce this chapter are all like level thirty or below, some of them are even level twenty or below. Like that, uh, that the college student guy that was like talking about wearing a wearing a gun, right? Um, Gelato is level twenty. She's the programmer girl who basically understands that that's not how Nen works. And then we have Damon, who's level twenty. Perigord, who's level 18, and then Billy, who's level 20. And then Vacanta's level 26. And he's the one who's the emitter, who talks about that he could do because he's had, he has a door power, um, which I don't know what that means because we haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm assuming they're going to try and use it similarly to how they were using um, Lu Luini's power. Um, but they have this conversation and then they basically go and they're like, okay, well, let's go talk to Morena. Because we don't know if this is actually how it's going to, like, if this... We don't necessarily know how Nen works, so we have to ask her if this is going to do. We have Nen pigeons versus Nen firearms. Which one would work? And then she goes, well, I don't know. You have experience, technique, Tala Aura. They all affect offense and defense separately. But ingenuity can make a difference if, if one shot isn't enough. You create a situation where you can fire more than once. Uh, you won't have to be an emitter so long as you counteract their ability. Adding an ability that lets you find out how many shots is required can make it fun like a game. Uh, 
and you know they they respond with essentially like this is why she's a game master but she didn't really say much like this is it to me like this showed right here how little they actually know about nen and about Absolutely. how battles are overall won because they're like that's just basic to me that's just basic abilities but obviously we've seen the viewpoint from you know gone and Killua and all of them and, and like the nen studies and like the training that goes into this um and the countless nen battles that we've seen so these people have never seen anything like that so something seeing something simple like this is like oh okay that's that's impressive um so the next page gives us the characters that unfortunately we've been following this whole time um zakuro apparently has been knocked unconscious and <laughs> left with the garbage yep <laughs> in some sort of alleyway so he wakes up to lynch standing over him who as we remember got knocked out first and she's like, hey, you got you too? How are you doing? And he's like, well, I guess I'm still alive. So <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, Lynch says, uh, he was gone when I woke up. He's definitely Ahsoka. And she basically asks what they talked about. And he says, and this is this is why I, I was like, I hate Ahsoka. He said he was on a way, on his way to see a movie. And he asked Zakuro what he wanted to see, and Zakuro says he looked away for a second, and Hisoka knocked him out. Right. So they both say they have to let Heinrich know, and they make this point that he's more dangerous than anyone we've ever met. Which, so big it, duh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, while there are Nen users in Kaken, it seems like it's a lot of low-level dudes. Yeah. It's like the people who they who started Great Island, but they didn't get any further than like the second or third town. Like that's how all <laughs> of these people <laughs> Or people that went and got their hunter's license or they were trying to go for the hunter's exam and then right. maybe got to a certain part and then they're just like, yeah, I can't get past uh, the like one the one on one battles or whatever. I don't know people that killer was screwed over when he went back to retake the hunter exam oh yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like these people yeah just like that that's all it was it's just them but yeah no i mean i obviously they're just like i can't imagine why they would again knowing that he was a floor master and had all of this like it's not like nobody like unless you like weren't paying attention right like knowing that the the fight tower that you had heaven serena like he's a floor master like those people were on tv and they were like advertising it like people should know who these people are especially in the underworld or especially in like you know having some sort of red reconnaissance like who is hizoka oh he is this person and then have him watch replays of the match between him and Crollo, or having replays of the match between him and his other opponents, Gone and um, Castro. Castro, you know, like that stuff is there. I can't imagine it not being available for for emphasis, but maybe it's just the aspect of being overconfident and just being like, OK, it's just a guy. It's just Hisoka. It's just a person. And then not really knowing what they're in for. And part of me, part you could say 
that they just don't have access to that because they are um in a boat and they're not they don't have access to the outside world but Tagashi went out of his way to talk about how they can get information out of the boat and into the boat and stuff like that. So that's the part of me that was like, because he added that part in there showing that. So these people, I feel like, are just completely unprepared for what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, it just goes to it just goes to show you just like how because they were probably a big fish in a little pond going into the bigger world. Now they're they were overconfident and they just got their asses handed to them without even being like breaking a sweat, you know, like Hizoka didn't have to break a sweat at all to to knock him out. He didn't even really have to block a punch either. Right. I think he I think he let Lynch swing at him just to see what was gonna <laughs> yeah. happen. So yeah, I think so. Henrik Henrik's met up with a bunch of the other um team members and he's giving orders. He's basically saying that um Hisoka is somewhere in the movie theater complex like if we split up there's a chance he may essentially kill them and get away so and we also don't want him to misinterpret um us appearing here and decide to kill us so um lynch and zakro decide they're gonna go off to look for Krolo to negotiate with Krolo. basically you guys team up with us to get rid of hylie and we'll give you hisoka and they approach the movie theater and you see all the patrons they're either turning back to look or in the middle of leaving i don't know if it's solely because of ahsoka but or because like the haley dudes come in at this exact time oh i think so it's a hundred percent i think it's a hundred percent because the haley dudes walk in at the right time because they the the way they come them. in yeah. yeah the way they come in and the way that it happens it looks like the movie hasn't even started yet wow so um we see heinrich come in and sit next to um shoujo manga hisoka <laughs> and he's like um last time you're hisoka so i'll get straight to the point i have a favor to ask and he's basically like until we manage to wipe out Hailey, um and whatever they're going to do with Chao'ar, uh, keep yourself entertained in this recreation era. He says, area, he says, um, we've gotten a VVIP room for you. And it looks like, why? <laughs> and they're like, the troop and Chao'ar, which is the other gang, uh, join forces against Hailey. And we also have teamed up with them in order to wipe them out. So if you pick a fight with a troop, then we'd have to consider you an enemy. And he's like, I don't mind. Chaos has never <laughs> been a problem for me. And he's like, his internal monologue is like, yeah, that's not surprising. Right. But I don't want to fight you. And internally, he's like, I know that we wouldn't stand a chance against you or the troop. Which makes sense because the troop is like ten people now. Um, but this whole entire time he hasn't said anything because it's all internal. So this is the moment where like Hazuka like it's like a good let's say what 10, 20 seconds of silence that Hazuka basically just looks at him afterwards. <laughs> he looks his eyes look terrified. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta say something. Hold on, so I gotta come up with something to say, not to be what I just said." So 
you know, <laughs> not basic, what he was thinking. Right, exactly. Not what he was thinking. So he kind of goes and says, you know, talking about, well, we consider the balance to be very important. Um, but they're trying to destroy that balance. And it's anybody's game if we and Cha'ar team up. But we, but we know that the troop can easily wipe them out. Um, can you at least wait until then? And, and he's, he's, he's thinking, like, yeah. we don't want to get in the middle of you and the troop fighting each other. Um, he says, I don't want to ruin the opportunity. Cause these dudes are fanboys, man. I love right. it. He's like, I don't want to get an get lose the opportunity <laughs> to witness the standoff. And then he asks out loud, will you do that? And Hisoka says, can I ask a question, which is always dangerous coming from him. <laughs> yep. And then he says, who do you think will win? We are the troop. And my guy says, sorry, <laughs> but I'm a spider's fan. It's like, that immediately shot him up on my list. Yep. And he says, Hisoka's like, who's your fave? And Heinrich, again, just like me, he says, all of them, you. And he said, he laughed. And he says, I don't dislike dishonest people. So, I guess, I'm not sure if there's really an answer, or if he's commenting on Heinrich instead. Um, I don't know which of the troop would qualify as an honest person. Um, no, I think, I think he's responding to Heinrich because of the yeah. fact that he's like straight up to his face because he could have been like, who's your favorite spider? It'd be like, you were. You know, something like that, you know, like that would have been you, <laughs> right. Then you betrayed them. And hurt my right. Exactly. Or something like that. So I do. I mean, obviously, he is a huge fanboy, just like all these people are of the spiders. And he's like point blank tells Ahsoka, sorry, I'm a spiders fan. If it's you against the spiders, the spiders are going to win. I, I think that's how it's going to go down. I have to be because I'm a huge spiders fan. It's like they're talking about football, you know, like <laughs> like this. Yep this weird thing and then he's like all right who's your favorite and then that's why he says i think he's like i don't dislike honest people because of the fact that he responded to him honestly and then that's when he says that whole thing it's like but i will go with your plan but if they yeah. pick a fight i cannot refuse yeah and then he's like okay understood i get it makes sense um so then we pan to um a general standing outside of uh of one of the the hallways yeah. mentioning how it looks like the mall area <sighs> yeah it's the i'm not entirely sure what area they're in because it doesn't like it didn't have that much of a of a of a change from the where Hisoka was. I mean, obviously Heinrich is there, oh. and this person is asking why is Heinrich late and what's he doing. This this is the place where um, the dudes shot each other. I think was it. Um, I mean, it looks like it looks similar, but I mean they right or right after the place right after is um, the guy with the glasses says it looks like something happened here, and the dude responds a small incident with Heinrich and a civilian. And he says, if he had pressed charges, we could have handed Heinrich to the cops. So that's like when the guy died. Right, but right, right. That is where it is. Uh, but then the Nen um, made him look as though he was still alive. So the dude comments, like, if that guy had pressed charges, we could have handed Heinrich over to the cops. And the other guy's like, wouldn't I get you in trouble? Security protocols and bribes and whatnot. And he says, are you trying to accuse me of something? Cut the crap and just leave. 
He says, I don't have the time for useless small talk either. He says, a corporal like you standing guard all by himself is odd. It's below your pay, pay grade. Give me a break. What are you planning with Heinrich? And this is the same guy who wanted to trade the secret hideout information. He says he was going to sell that secret, but I guess we'll make it into an auction. And he says, it better not be bogus. Because the deal is done once Henry comes back with the money, so you better hurry up if you want to place a bid. And he says, I won't compete with him. I'll pay the same price. We'll tag along when Heinrich arrives. How much? He says, the total is 50 mil, 30 mil deposit. And he tells his goons to um, bring a paper bag, I guess, with the money. Mm -hmm. And dude protests that Heinrich would never agree. The two of them to work together, and my guy's telling him, like, oh, don't worry, we're all on the same side. He'll agree. He says, we're going to crush highly, and the two families will maintain balance. Some idiot faker has gone rogue. He says, we've got approval from the fourth prince. So that's interesting. Um, that Serenik has turned his back on Morena uh, as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. And we don't really get to know, obviously, because this just happened. Like, what's the reason? Right. Um, we haven't seen them in contact with each other. Um, the way we've seen the boss of Shiyu in contact with his sponsor. Um, he says, let us know if you spot anyone who seems to be in highway. We'll pay five mil to the finder and his corporal. Um, he says, we'll prepare the perp. We just need you to eyewitness. So that's great. But total annihilation is the most is a must. I hate to live in fear of retaliation. And he gives this weird smile. Creepingly yeah. hyper-realistic <laughs> smile. Yeah. It says, trust me, we'll get every last one of them. And he says, please don't, Mr. Wang. I heard everyone you smile at dies. Please don't take it the wrong way. Um, he says, I know, it's not a nice rumor, but everyone dies. Which isn't any less creepy. So is this, do we, I mean, obviously we could call this guy Mr. Wang, but we don't know yeah. his actual name, right? Because we, I remember he was introduced a couple of chapters ago. Um, yeah. but I don't recall if they introduced his name, if like Togashige was his name. I can't then. say because this would have been one of the hundreds of introductions that I ignored. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> I think it was just was last chapter, actually. Them. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll make a comment about it once this once we go over this. I think it was literally last chapter. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going back, but keep going. So yeah, we don't get introduced to who this person is. No, we don't like get like a an introductory like column, you know, like what the other people that is like this is who this is. Yep. But so a dude named Connolly, who's the Shiu, a lieutenant in Shiu, comes up and he asks if the corporal gave him the story. And he's like, more or less, he's like, that saves time. When your money and Heinrich get here, we can keep going. So basically, this formalizes for us that the alliance is actually a thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a tier three first class cabins in this area, the Novo Riche, and all sorts of deplorables can blend in. And he stops in front of one cabin in particular. 
It says all first cabins are, well, I guess Heinrich's thinking. Is it thinking? No, they're talking to each other. All first cabins are built the same. He's like, yeah. But this is the only room without a bathroom wall. Behind it is plumbing space, but the access panel is elsewhere. If the wall is there now, there's definitely a hidden room. And we get a little diagram of the layout of these rooms. Mm-hmm. So it's against the outer hull of the ship, so there could be anything back there. And he's like, go on. Probably won't attack military, but make sure your safety's off just in case. And the military dude goes and knocks on the door. He says, um, he gets a response and he tells the dude to open up. It's the army. Like, we received a tip. We need to search your room. And the old man is like, um, sure. I haven't done anything wrong. And then he pulls out his gun and he's like, open the door, <laughs> get back. <laughs> is there anyone else in the room with you? And he's like, no, please don't shoot me. And opens the door and steps back. He's still ordering at him. Get back, sit down on the bed. He's like, oh no, my knees, I'm old. <laughs> I'm so old. He's <laughs> like, keep your hands up. He's like, I know. And like, it's clearly this military dude is freaked out. Right. Um, Long says, let's go. He and Heinrich enter and there's some sound effects. But they He's both, like, oh, they look yeah, at it and they can't see what is, because I was going to ask you about this, because what is your take on this panel? Because they both notice something is going on here, which is why he throws his knife, right? Yeah. But I, what are they, I guess, what are they seeing that we're not seeing? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out as I read the chapter earlier, right? Uh-huh. It's clearly the sound effects are for something. As soon as they go in, they notice something. And I don't know, maybe it has to do it has to do with him, so maybe they see something. Whether it's um Nen or some kind of conjured Nen creature or something like that they see. Um Oh Wait a second. dude went in first yeah and he disappeared that's what happened i think the corporal i think went inside and disappeared before they came in oh so they he says oh there were more of you i don't look to be military so i guess he expected it would have been over oh just... right 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 yeah he's like where's corporal my son and then he then says, he throws I a knife. Done anything wrong, right? So yes, come in. that's what I, I missed that completely. I missed yeah. the fact that so he came I. in and like just completely vanished. So uh, it has to be something with him telling you to come in, and you entering probably triggers whatever it is, whether it's a power or a trap, right? Um, his. Heinrich and Wong actually don't enter the room. He just he throws the knife. He says the knife the knife at least doesn't vanish. So I guess it has to be a living person or something. And he tells him to come over and he says he won't miss next time. And dude's like, alright, alright I haven't done anything wrong. And the chapter ends right there. So whoever this old man is he probably has some kind of association 
with Hailey, I guess. Probably. Or he's, or he's something else that um, we haven't been made aware of up to this point. Because they come here into this cabin only because of the fact that this is the the location where uh, their secret, the hideout, secret hideout to yeah. Shen Yu's... Allegedly is. Yeah. So that's the whole reason why we're here to try to find this out. And that's the, you know, obviously the man is old and he's very frail as he as he mentions many times but definitely something happened here where the cor the corporal now is disappeared yeah and that's where you know like you said the chapter ends so we'll see what happens next chapter in in this situation yeah i mean now that I realize what's going on at because this this part of the chapter didn't have my interest until just now. Yeah. Um now that I, it it's clicked that they're here with the belief that this is the secret entrance um to the highly lair. We're getting a lot closer to this Angwar situation either getting resolved or getting way worse. Well, we'll see again because what's the so if they find the entrance, it's just the two sub bosses because I for I forgot I went back and looked and the Mister Wang his name is um the guy who we were talking about his name is Kenny yeah. Kenny Wang. Love it. Uh he is the underboss of the Cha R family. Um, he was introduced before, um, the, uh, way, way, way before the, um, the hiatus. So it was, okay, it's so been a while. So, but yeah, when, he wasn't. He would have come up when they first introduced the concept of the, the three mafia families then. Correct. Yes. He was introduced at the beginning and him and, um, it was when they were going, talking about what Morena uh, and the spiders and everything, when they talked to her, he was in that conversation. Um, but, so he, uh, it's just him, and the other saw boss, uh, I forget his name already, Herring, or Haring? Herring? Yeah. Heinrich, probably. Heinrich, Heinrich, Kenny, and... A couple of guys with guns, it looks yeah. like. So they don't necessarily have an entire like armada into this. And let's say they do find the entrance to the thing. I guarantee you the other side is going to be significantly well guarded. Right? I'm I would imagine. Sure. Right. Because I'm sure Moreno has like people just like um, the other two gang bosses names. Gang bosses whose names I don't remember. Like, they have lieutenants and such that are already Nen users. So Morena has to also have these people um, on her side. So they're most likely in the hideout. Because I don't think we've really seen them around yet. Um, on the outside. Right. Keep forgetting about how much of a... Oh, we do know that guy's name. His name was Zudonki. Or Zudonke. The guy who uh, was a super spider fan 
uh, aficionado. Oh, the guy that was like, I want their autographs. Um, <laughs> so badly. Yeah. I wonder if he's. I don't know if we I, won't get the scene, but I'm sure he's going to be like, oh, I don't have any paper. Right. And he'd be like, could, could you sign my chest? And they'll be like. Well, that's why he was looking for um, the the notebook, remember, earlier on the last chapter. He was like, I want a notebook so I could have the ability. Like, that's the entire thing. He wants a notebook for their autographs and, I mean, like, is, is willing to risk, is. like, or willing to want to have be delivered from outside of the of the boat. I mean, just let them sign your shirt. Right. That's how I feel. <laughs> just, just get a marker, a permanent marker, or the blood that's all around you, and let them sign your clothes. And just take the clothes off, pack them up, vacuum seal the bag, and if you survive this whole ordeal, you got all their autographs, if you can find all of them anyway. Yeah. I suppose. I do, I... I do wonder if this means like the spiders are going to meet back up. Or the information's only going to get relayed as far as whoever they find. Um, with regards to them knowing, because obviously the fact you're talking about like where um, they go and talk to the troop leader, like Lynch. And yeah, because um, they're now getting pulled in to kill the highly like from both sides. Right. Um, Nobunaga and them and them deciding um through this attack on them and the char base that they're gonna kill the highly themselves and then the shiyu side deciding to go and try and negotiate with them to get them to come all in on this war um they're still split up a bit they know um franklin and machi are supposed to be separate and then krolo Bonalev, and Shizuku are supposed to be together. And then we got the two Zoldic brothers. Um, I think they're on the third deck. Right. So That's the last time we saw them. We, there was like a giant ass map that was a couple of chapters ago. Where yeah. it showed where everybody was at in terms of the locations. Um, like I, I, I assume they have a way to contact each other. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I don't really know if cell phones work on this boat. I would imagine so because we see them using cell phones in other the in other in other parts, uh, as long as they have the ability to talk to each other. Because they had, I mean, the technology works because, um, what was the Heinrich turned that camera into the kitten or the cat mm -hmm. a while back? So then that was technology that was being used, and you saw people with cell phones and video cameras and things like that. So I'm assuming that it works. So they could essentially call them. Um, I'm my guess is that, you know, Lynch and them went to go find the troop leader in person because he didn't give him a contact information. He just told them this is where we're at. You know, this is where we this is where our, I guess, hideout is, you know, for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like I like the the aspect of. Hisoka kind of like for this chapter, like what were your thoughts on this chapter? Let's just start there, I guess. I think it's I think it's a good um setup chapter. I guess we get we get three different um or four technically different points. Mm -hmm. Um we we get the spiders or or the three spiders that we've been focused on lately, and 
we get to see Luini's the catalyst that has them want to like go around Char and take care of Haile themselves. Um, we get a Haile group of bumbling idiots who are in way over their heads and don't realize it yet. Um, we get like an unsteady alliance of sorts or truce between the Shiyu and Hisoka where he seems to agree to stay out of the way until Haile is dealt with. Mm -hmm. This being Hisoka, he may not do that, but we at least see that an attempt is made, and then at the end we get to see like this new dude introduced with whatever kind of weird power he has mm -hmm. uh, in their attempt to locate Haile Base. Like, they go there prepared, obviously not, because um, they weren't expecting that corporal to go missing. So we'll see if it turns into a fight next chapter or it go missing as well, and then wherever that ends up. I think I think it all is interesting. I do lament still the step away from the succession arc. I am more invested in. Right. Seeing how all that is going to go, the mystery behind that. Like, are we going to get someone to kill Serednik? Which I doubt. But the whole play, um, what Kurupika's trying to do, um, Melody getting invited to several different princes' rooms. Um, I forgot her name, but the, the eldest female prince getting locked up and then escaping. Like, it's so much going on. There's, um, the other prince that's become a problem. I don't know why I've forgotten everybody's names right now. Um, right. But the one with the arrow, that's a problem now. Um, Benjamin losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> and then just the dad being creepy. Like, it's so many things. And he's just adding new wrinkles to the story. And I'm very deeply afraid that after he goes on hiatus, like, one of these little side plot things is going to just, like, lodge itself in my brain. And I'm going to start, like, hyperfixating on what's going on with this one specific thing. And if we make it to another return from hiatus, I just know we're not going to get back to it. And it's going to drive me crazy. Well, I mean, it, it, like, it seems to me that he's keeping track of his notes very well. So that's one of the things that mm. I do have to I do have to praise him in that in that way. I mean, obviously, Togachi is a great storyteller. We've known we've known that already. Just the way he can craft a story and be able to be very specific and very um, detail oriented, I think, is one of the best uh, attributes that he has going for him. The fact that he can keep this idea of powering through after a four year hiatus of we started dwelling into these underground mafia families, right from Kaken. Um, we had three different mafia families and the the aspect of it and the hierarchy and the territories and all that stuff is something that has been set up over time because that's one of the things that I I did semi forget about that the mafia community has been very adamant in the story since the York New City arc. Yep. So this is something that he's laid out for years now in terms of the different you know 
families. There are the Ten Dawns, and then we're working with the Shadow Beast. And then you had the Ritz family connected to the Nostrad family, which is very much a key point emphasis during the York New City arc. And then you have this, the Kakin Mafia that follows, that falls under the Ten Dawns, you know, with the Shiyu family, the Haile family, the Char family, and then the Buar family. Um, so this is part of that whole world building that he's done for a long time. But I don't know that this is like the best use of his emphasis right now because of everything else that was going on. The stuff that you I mentioned mean, I, with the succession arc with the with the dawns and the fact that we have the spiders coming in here to kill his to try to kill his because he's murdering them, you know, having this whole entire like new world expedition thing too, like the fact that we're going to the new continent, the new world on this boat. And then there's the induction of the Zodiacs trying to get involved and trying to figure out what is going on. You know, it's just, there's a lot of plot lines coming together into here. And I just feel like having the emphasis, and I've said it before, but it's more, it's more clear in my mind now, like that he, this is something he's been building up for a while now with the mafia community again, and the introducing all that stuff that it really, it really is a long running plot, but then this may not be the best place to, to really flesh it out, but that's what we're going with. Cause yeah. it doesn't seem like we're getting away from this anytime soon. I mean, I, I do think I do trust him to be able to guide all of these disparate plot lines in a way um that's gonna build up to an exciting climax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's definitely earned our trust, not just with Hunter Hunter, but with everything that he's done before. Um so I don't doubt him in that sense. Like I'm sure as the chapters go on, however many we get, these characters will become interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I said like in this chapter alone, like Heinrich became my boy. Um that I hope doesn't get himself killed. But it just is like I said, it's it's hard to see the big pictures big picture in this moment because like our dealings with the mafia are so few and far between up to this point. So it's hard to sort of grasp an idea of stakes. Like we just got introduced to the underground economy um, on board this boat like a chapter ago. Mm-hmm. And then how the mafia factors into all of this. We're still learning. And will the mafia even matter? Because will the spiders or Hisoka or whoever decide to just turn around and wipe all these people out for whatever reason um we don't know that this will have like a lasting impact all of this all we know may go back to that little mystery with the coins who knows maybe everybody ends up getting sacrificed for whatever his power is or um maybe uh as the fight is about to break off, Melody's music gets played throughout the speakers and then something else completely different happens. Or maybe the boat gets attacked. Who knows? Right. <laughs> where this is who knows where this is building to. Yeah. Um But I think I'm slightly more interested now and obviously having Hisoka be a part of two different chapters is gonna help pull people back into the story 
Um, especially when you've had a four year gap and then it comes back with a bunch of weirdo characters that you only spent maybe three chapters total with prior to the hiatus. Um, and that's always gonna be uphill climb. So I I would love to see more of the familiar characters sprinkled in gonna be um as we go forward. Yeah. I mean for me again, like I, I you're right, it is the aspect of seeing the bigger picture. And I and I I am trying to see the bigger picture, but the thing is it's just how much how many different plot lines there are right now. There are so many different plot lines on the field right now in this particular arc that just the aspect of focusing on the this this sort of mafia family thing is I, I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have because let's say but the they do end up having this massive um battle between the the three families right so you have two families that are teaming up to try to take out one more um because they want to be- they, they there's this talk about balance a lot throughout this whole entire chapter and this entire like story arc to this point yeah. yeah that it's like we have to have balance uh Haley is trying to destroy that balance and even if they team up with char r there's it's still up for anybody's game uh but you know it is very much stated that the troop can easily wipe them out both of the families and yeah. so it's or they can easily turn the tide one way or another so it just it's going to be a massive thing but it's just like if they do fall and if they do get murdered because again it's the same thing that happened in york new where the mafia put out a hit on the spiders you know they didn't realize it was the spiders at first and then once they found out there were the spiders and they were like okay well we need bigger we need bigger people because the shadow beast can't deal with them and it's not like the mafia is not going to know who they are because obviously like they they have been fans of them and they understand who these people like their power levels and like their their abilities not necessarily power levels let's say the abilities what their abilities are and what they're capable of doing to be able to take out the shadow beasts to be able to take out um you know those uh essentially the 10 dawns because they did go and they murdered the 10 dawns via Crollo hiring a Lumi to murder the 10 dawns as an assassin. Yeah. Um, that, you know, they're still trying to do their, their own thing. And I don't even know if the 10 dawns got that story had, uh, if they know that the 10 dawns are dead or they're still being, being uh, animated via a Lumi because of the fact that, no one ever sees the ten dots, right? They're supposed to be super secret. But regard- that's a point I haven't thought about since that happens. No, like- I know, but I'm like, this is connected to that because of that. I mean, obviously, Kakin is its own uh, and entity, but it is still the mafia component. So, mm-hmm. so those are the, those are the little like story bits and stuff. Like, it's been very much a, a, an emphasis of the main Hunter Hunter storyline if as many people because one of the things that i keep reading about is uh just from reddit or from you know when shonen jump releases the chapters they release them on twitter and like people will comment on there 
about how they're like, I don't, I can't get into this. Like, what is going on? Like, where are the people that I follow? Like, who, why are we following the story about this mafia people when there's significantly better storylines to be said? Um, and it's well, just see, that's the that's the thing. Like, we don't know, right? right? Despite all these complaints, um, this mafia story might turn out to be the best story in Hunter Hunter for all we know. We're really just at the beginning of it. Um, and also, it could be over in five chapters because they may have found the secret hideout and who knows? Nobunaga might find them and go inside and kill everybody in there in like five minutes. Right. And then it becomes, okay, why did we do all of this? Right, and that's part of and that's part of the aspect of like where I I'm trying to see where he's going with this because let's say that the, the they do have that clash and they, they do have this mafia versus mafia family thing. The three mafia families all represent three different princes. And the three princes that are um being the head of each family, I think one of them was the it's the fourth prince. The second prince and the fifth. That sounds right. I think. Uh, Next time we record, I'm just gonna have the, the Wikipedia. Open the week, the, uh, the, the hunter Wikipedia on the side, and like trying to have that be like the thing. Yeah. Um. Because again, there's it's so, just a, it's been a lot of stuff that we just haven't seen, you know, from that aspect. I think it's Zhang Lei, who is. I think the third prince. Um, so um, Lazora's Lazora's is one of the heads. Right. So that's Zhongle, um, That's the seventh prince. Sorry, the seventh prince. Right. So Zhongle is the third prince. He's the head of the other family, or the other yeah. mafia, and then Sunderic is the fourth prince, being the head of the other one. Yeah. So without them being involved in the story. They are well, not necessarily not being directly involved in the chapters. Their families, the corresponding families, are basically battling each other out on the bottom of the boat. Yeah, because this this too is another indirect way of the princes going at each other. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's not it's not necessarily boring, and it shouldn't be like just tossed aside because it is it directly attached to how their actions are going to benefit them, and I think. The resulting aspect of what's going to happen here will have significant ramifications on the top floor um, because of how it's all playing out. Not only that, but also the top floor is doing its own thing at the same time, right? Because we had that whole entire situation where those two, um, uh, the two princesses or the, the two princes try to escape. And mm-hmm. then they didn't. And then we had um, the uh, the coin situation happen. Uh, but regardless, there was the. The stuff happening there, I think this is happening concurrently. I don't know that this is happening, you know, like whatever. All the stuff that happens in, in Hunter Hunter, I just assume that whenever we pan to something else, it's happening at the same exact same time just because of how yeah, it goes. So. Um, yeah. Until so, we get a notation saying that this is happening right before or two weeks earlier or something. Right. Like that. 
so with this the way that this is playing out again if they do have a battle and they do take each other out then it significantly reduces the advantage that the seventh and the third and the fourth prince will have in the succession arc because they no longer have the manpower or the people that they had brought on to the dark continent to be able to help them out but to be fair based on what we're seeing all those people would not have survived because they are really really weak and even though they thought they had the ability to use nan i mean i'm not saying that they thought they did because they do but their comprehension of what nan is and how to be able to deal with it and how to be able to do that they're still basically toddlers you know trying to get everything uh figured out um as we saw in this chapter where they're like they, they didn't know what the hell they're doing so um uh, for me, I think it's it's very much uh, a, a very interesting way of approaching the the aspect of of the storyline, utilizing a story device that has been there in the back roots of Hunter Hunter this entire time. And I think it's just the the lack of aspect is the fact that these are all new characters that are introduced and it wasn't someone that was done before, which is kind of a shame, but everyone that was introduced in the mafia during the Yorkshire arc is pretty much dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's the power of the spiders and the power that the, the they had over everyone. So it, it would be hard to have those. And it, you know, those sort of people correlate into this arc, even though they're the mafia, but the emphasis here is particularly with the cock and mafia. So regardless, we wouldn't have seen those people there. Because Kaken kept to themselves as well. I don't recall them being part of the auction house. Because that would have been, that might have been something where you kind of introduce them a little bit in hindsight, you know, like you're going through and like talking about the different mafia bosses I mean, and the mafia things. But I don't know that that like that he had this idea back then for Kaken, or maybe he yeah, did. Well, and just, I guess the the connection to Kaken from the early story is the Scarlet Eyes. Right, because if they if they didn't have the scarlet eyes, a lot of this story would not have played out the way it did. You don't get Kurapika involved at all without those eyes, so you don't get this whole um, upsetting uh, hierarchy of the princes by telling everyone that Nen exists. And so now you have that advantage that Benjamin and Camilla had. Um, I think one other sibling knew Nen, but those two had an advantage because they had net fully developed Nen abilities already. And now they're losing time to their other siblings because the more curious about them of them is learning Nen and then everybody's bodyguards are out learning Nen as well. So he was able to draw them more towards a parody in hopes of stretching out the succession arc at least until they reach that first stop on the edge of the waters of the dark continent um and hopefully we'll get back to that soon yeah hopefully in the meantime hisoka um is gonna watch a movie and chill in uh yep. in a vip and room go back 
go back to his VVIP room yeah. and I some chill there also until one of the until one of the spiders kicks this door in. Yep. Because I'm sure one of them will do that. Yeah, I mean I'm sure the the thing is is and I'm when I'm wondering if they find out that he is in there because right now if they go in there, he's essentially hiding from them. Not on purpose, but because of you know, the aspect of the Mafia don't want him to have them battle and duke it out quite yet. Right. Because um, the spiders might decide, well, we don't care about anything else once we get him. Right. So, <laughs> you need but, him out of the way, and of course, he might kill off the spiders and then not be interested in the war um, against Hylie, so it leaves them at a huge disadvantage. That's assuming he doesn't just kill everyone there. Yeah, I'm also wondering, and I'm fearing for their lives, if they do find out that they knew the location of him and they kept them out of their way this entire time. Because that's also a possibility, right? I guess it depends on if the spiders gain anything else. Um, Because we don't... Maybe there's something, some kind of treasure to be gleaned from Morena that they would not have known about they weren't pointed at her right um so maybe char and she used specifically for being the ones to actually find hisoka maybe they're able to bargain for their lives by explaining the reason why they did this yeah i mean again i'm i'm just more intrigued as to what's going to happen when that shoe drops like are they going to be able to go through with it um obviously in the next chapter it looks like we are going to be getting this potential reveal of the of the entrance um of of the secret secret layer um with this old man and if i'm the other family i think it's the perfect front because i always want an old fragile man to watch my entrance because then nothing's suspicious right you just He's just sitting there going to complain about, I didn't do anything wrong. I haven't done anything wrong. Ow, my knees. Yep. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I think, I think in terms of the chapter, it does a lot, like you said, it does a lot of setup. I think that's what these past three chapters have been. It's been, you know, we get a, a scene of action here and there, but it doesn't last long. It's not like a, an intense battle. I mean, again, Nobunaga took out the dude with one sword swing. Um, Hizoka basically punched out the other people. We had that one sort of Nen duel between um, the Hanrig and the um, civilian people, which is cool. Yeah. But it's a lot of expeditions, a lot of setup, and that's one of the things that I do. I've always liked Hunter Hunter about that, and Tagashi in general, about being able to introduce us and do a lot of world building, which is very much um something that I, I i this this chapter really grasped for me um i i just really wanted to have a payoff which i i'm sure it will i'm sure it will yeah i mean i think if you're only giving us a volume like there's gonna be some sort of like low to mid-level payoff by the last chapter mm-hmm. um just where you would get a Okay, I'm looking forward to that when we get back kind of thing. Just something for us to argue about, like, what does it all mean 
for the next two or three years or whatever. Right. Say that with a with a next with a freaking um ah reference point like one of those like not exclamation point but um asterisks that at the bottom says yeah. two to three years six years later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, I I base. I mean, there are things that I'm recognizing on here that are you know these little references and stuff like that, and I keep forgetting. And rewatching the series from the beginning really made me see it from the bigger from the bigger picture like these are these are like things that have been under like the mafia has been a very big important part of the world of hunter hunter for years it wasn't just thrown into this and this point you know so i just wanted to make sure that people don't consider that this just came out of left field and that it's like why are we focusing on this instead of when there's like a whole bunch of other stuff like that we could be focusing on but um yeah, I think, I think I said we got we got our spiders, our, our spider dosage. We got our Hisoka dosage. We got a little bit more mafia, a little bit more stuff, a little intrigue, and then bam, here you go. All right, so I think we've exhausted that chapter. Um, that was ninety three, I think. The three thirty three, three ninety three. Yeah. So if you guys want to email us, our email address is hxhpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hxhpodcast, as long as Twitter lasts. <laughs> um, on- yeah. Let's- <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if it does go up in flames or one day we're just not able to load the website, uh, I'll sure, I'm sure we'll figure out some other way to get in contact with our audience whatever that may be um the website of course you can find at dropping the x.com yes um and uh i think that's uh, we are also on facebook i don't really utilize it much but we're also on there um i don't really know that many people who use facebook anymore but it's still Not there but um yeah you guys know where to reach us uh you guys have any questions where you guys think this arc is going to go next, you know, things of that, um, drop us a line. We also have, uh, on the website, there's a link to the discord. So if you guys want to join us on the discord server, um, you can stuff up there. Um, there was some commentary that I saw between you and someone else on the discord. Do you want to talk about that or. Oh, I think that was just, uh, a couple episodes ago when we did the, I don't know if it was when we did 391 or the recap. Maybe the 391. Um, I feel it was me. Accidentally implied that we were talking about how old um the guys in Highly are rather than their power level. Oh. So Gotcha. So my bad there. Yeah. No, I was just kind yeah, of we... I, I now that I'm part of the, the the server, I'm getting like the I have it set to like remind me of like updates and things on there. Yeah, and I was just seeing that you were having a conversation on there, so I was like, "Oh!" And then I I didn't really think of it too much because I figured we'd talk about it on 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 the episode. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a a little minor correction. Just oh right, it was it was Wakashi asking how does Shang know about Kasho that Kasho is dead. Um, yeah, that as that as well. I yeah. I'm just assuming. Because uh, we only got that um, 
shot of Kacho and Fugetsu being interrogated. Mm-hmm. But we also got a shot of Kacho's body um, inside the the lifeboat. And I don't think they let it drift away. I assume that they went and they collected the lifeboat. Uh, so some of, especially given that Zhangli is connected to um, the mafia, which, you know, is mostly going to be the people on the lower levels. It's possible that information came back up to him already, um, despite it not getting acknowledged on the page, because um, we haven't seen her body get added to the circle of bodies. Um, it's possible that he may know in that way that Kacho has already died. Mm. I was thinking more of the fact that she is essentially just made out of Nen, right? So yeah. if you had um, someone use, um, is it Shio? What's the the Nen power that allows you to see eyes and focus eyes on your uh, Yo, Nen on your eyes? I think. Gyo. So yeah. if someone used Gyo and you could see that, you'd literally see that there's this full person just full of Nen. And that's be like, okay, so clearly she's not really alive. That yeah. would be my best guess on that one because that would be a way easier way to tell. Now, obviously, the other prince and people around them don't know how to use Nen, so for them, this would be an actual... For them, they think this is just a human person or someone who's alive. But it wouldn't yeah. take launch because you, as soon as you have someone who knows, they could look at it and be like, oh, crap, this is not it. And it's just, you know, you, you mark her up as dead. So that, that would be my idea of how that was found out. Um, mm-hmm. Because at the end of it, you know, there's just like the, the, the aspects. Once the other princess started dying... You know, the one that was murdering his bed, the the fat one, I forget his name. Um, oh, I Yes. So he was murdered like that, you know, in that regard. So I'm sure that they were like, okay, let's be on high alert. Like, princes are going to die now because everyone knows about the the um, succession battle. So everyone's going to be on high alert and then could have found out about it. There's just things that are inferred. I don't know that it had to specifically shown it to us, but that would be my best my best guess on that. But yeah, so again, if you guys want to join us there, you're all welcome to. The link is on our website. Um, and uh, as since Eddie's not here and he tends to be the one who does it, you're gonna remember that the climax is his hocus penis. All right. Pouring out for Eddie, but he should be here <laughs> next time. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.